Kobe Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Around the Outside Podcast, it's your boy, Luxerida, as always, with my lovely, lovely, wonderful co-host, Mr. Captain Clutch. What it do? Oh, Good my. to be back. Episode cinco. Episode cinco. Numero five. Numero six. Cinco. That's whatever. I'm screwing up the words. Anyway. um, So, last time we left you off, we left you off with a wonderful, first off, Hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. I got to hang out with Mama Lux and my family on Sunday. Um, did you do anything special for Mother's Day, Captain? Uh, unfortunately, I did not. Mama Clutch was out of the country, but she's back now, so I'll go get some uh, some dinner with her later. Did you at least give her a call? I did. Well, okay. no, she was out of the country, so I sent her a message. Okay, okay, you. okay. As long as you, as long as you did something, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mama Lux got a nice I wanted to get a card for my mom, but here's the thing is like we were supposed to meet at the place where it was like brunch at twelve thirty. So I was getting ready to leave early. Turns out traffic because at the time when I first looked it up, it was like thirty five minutes to the place, right? And mm-hmm. um it said it was like, All right, I'll leave about forty five minutes so we can stop and get her a card on the way there, right? As soon as I get in the car, guess what the ETA was? 45 minutes. <laughs> so I had to go straight there. I couldn't even stop to get gas or anything. So I just drank straight there. I was mad. But nonetheless, being there with family was awesome and made up for it. But did get me a little bit late to watch the cup race on Sunday. Um, I got there right. I got home right at the end of stage numero one. And I kind of self-jinxed Bubba. So, you got like positive energy on him. I, 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 I know. Did I did a transformer? I did the transformer jinx on him. So the moment, <laughs> literally, I'll tell you exactly what happened. The moment I got home, right, I turned on the TV. The first thing I saw, they come in pit roads, and Bubba has that pit, that bad pit stop that puts him back. The literal Ooh. first thing I saw was that dude. Did you turn it off after? No, I wanted to. I was tempted. I was tempted, but I said, you know what? I was like, you know what? Um, I saw the, I heard the radio communication from the crew. Bubba was like, hey, long race, we'll get it back. He was calm and everything. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick there with Bubba. Bubba's calm and Bubba's confident. We, I'm going to ride out with him. And man, did I glad he did. Now, before we get going, more talk about Darlington. You are a happy man because another dub for your boy. Bubba did great. 
Will it be to home to win? I'd rather it be Bubba because I want him in the playoffs. Right. But, hell, I'll take it. But it was a great day. <laughs> but nonetheless, Bubba Bubba's in the playoffs anyway. True by he points. By points. You called it. You called it the other the last episode when you were saying, "Hey, I can see him being a a playoff contender and going deep." I was like, "Man, I don't mean yeah, things might line up, but I did." I don't know, but dude, you were right. When you he is on fire. I'm gonna say this right now. Y'all don't let Bubba get in the playoffs because I can legit see a way that man can make the fucking final four. Cause yeah. let me let me break it down to you through round by round for right now. We go we start around the Darlington. He just finished P five there. Darlington. Last year this race, he finished P nine. Okay? Kansas, we all know how good he is in Kansas in 2011. Finished P4 the last time we were there um, two weeks um, two weeks ago. He won the fall race last year. He finished top 10 the spring race in 2022. So so you got two good races right back to back. Bubba Wallace, and also, then we had to Bristol. He was running in top three at the Bristol night race before power steering issues last year. So. He had a good run going. Same thing with Texas. He was running really well at Texas before power steering issues. Then we go to Talladega. This is the second round. This is round 12. So we already found a way out of the round of 16. Round of 12, Tech, um, Talladega, he's he's won the Yellowwood 500 before. Then we go to the Roval. We all saw how fast he was getting, how good he's getting at these road courses now. We go to Roval. He finished top 10 at the Roval last year. Another knock favor. Then we head to Vegas. He won stage one of Vegas, the fall race, last year before we all know what happened. Before we all know what happened. And then he missed Homestead, but both 2311 cars qualified inside the top 10 at Homestead last year. Then we go to Martinsville. He finished top 10 at Martinsville. There is one of Martinsville truck. And twice. Yeah. So there is a legit path for Bubba Wallace to make the championship four all things go side now i don't want to count my chicken before the hatch we got a long race to go we got a couple of races coming up after charlotte that kind of worry me but kind of flat tracks normally gateway sonoma he doesn't really do well at sonoma um chicago street course is kind of an unknown but outside of that i see good things man i see good things but but it's super promising. I don't know if he just got some of Michael Jordan's secret sauce or what. Like, I do not. I do not know either. But it is good. Now that wasn't the only thing we got to talk about when it comes to Darlington, though, because mother, guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. <laughs> Chastain is back, causing headlines. We sound like a broken record at this point, don't we, Captain? Really do it. He's been bounced off everybody. Everybody. To quote um David popped in my stream earlier, um, quoting a line from um Days of Thunder. To quote Days of Thunder, I want you to go back on the track and hit the pace car. What? Hit the pace car. What for? You done hit everything else on the track. I want you to be perfect. That is basically Chastain at this point in the season. He has hit everything but the damn pace car right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the tricks bounced off him, right? He, they were going for the 
win. The stage uh, two, win. stage two victory. Yep. And then to get those valuable playoff points. Now, I'm going to set him into the wall, but bounced off and wrecked himself. Right now, I'm going to point something out. The time of caution for that when Truex went spinning, Truex. The caution came out when Truex was side sideways in turns three and four, right? Okay. He finished that P. He finished P nine in that stage. He lost his positions, even though he got the car going again. What? Yeah. Okay. Now, I want you to keep in mind with that. Okay. So tell me why. Tell me why. Ain't nothing. Sorry, baby. She just came in, but um. <laughs> Tell me why that happened, but the nine, the four, the six, all got involved in that big um, pileup happened in turns one and two, and yet they got to, even though they were in the wreck, they did not get put on the DVP, and they got to, even though cars passed them, avoided the wreck, passed them on the bottom, they got to go in front of those cars that passed them on the bottom. That didn't make any sense. And Not, Kevin Harvard talked about it. He's like, I, I can't stand. There's no way I can contend for lead. And so like, and here's and here's the thing was people and I heard a lot of people say, oh well, they kept their speed. They kept their speed. It doesn't matter. You were in the fucking wreck. Right. <laughs> you were in the wreck. Doesn't matter if you can keep your speed. And at that point, Benny Hamlin said on this podcast, he said. They could barely keep their speed. They could barely keep keep pace car speed. If keeping pace is pace car speed, then shit. There's a lot of wrecked race cars over the years that have kept their pace. <laughs> like it was just weird because realistically, and I I know I'm gonna sound like a Bubba Wallace fan, and I'm gonna be sound like a salty Bubba Wallace fan. Bubba should have at least contended for that win or at least finished in the top three because of that. Because literally, literally the only car ahead of him that wasn't in the wreck was Burton in the 21. That was it. That was the only car ahead of him that wasn't in the wreck. Man. But go back to Chastain a little bit. We said he did it again. This time, he ran into a familiar foe by the name of Kyle Larson. Speaking of five. <laughs> Speaking of five. Yeah, man. He's worked up now or been the cause of a wreck for Larson for what, four consecutive weeks now? Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> they they really have. They really have. And here's the thing. I said this on I think I said this on last week's episode. Justin just needs to own up to it right now. And and I'm not saying own up to it as apologize because he we're tired of apologies. I think I speak for all NASCAR fans. We're tired of apologies. Because clearly, you are not sorry and you will do it again. Right. Because how many times over the last two years has he said he's sorry and then literally gone out and done it again? Shark mode, man. Shark mode. Like, snake. Snake, really. Like, if you apologize, if you do something wrong and you apologize, then that means you're not supposed to do it again. Right. 
Once is an accident, twice is a habit. I think that's yeah. how, I think that's the saying, right? Once is an accident, twice is a habit. I'm gonna say it is. Okay. Um. So at this point, Chastain just needs to be like, come out and say enough of the apologies, enough of the I'm sorry's. At this point, he needs to be like, hey, look, this is how I'm racing. If you don't like it, tough. This is how I'm gonna race you. And I guarantee you, even the people he's wronged will at least have a little bit more respect for him. Because at least they know when they come up to that one car, this is how he's going to race. And you and they play, they can plan accordingly. If somebody's reached on the outside of him, you can know, hey, he's probably going to try to slide it, slide us in the wall off of the turn. Plan accordingly. If he's behind you, hey, he's probably going to drive in too deep. He could probably get there. He could probably get into us and wreck our day. Is this position really necessary? If it isn't, let him go by. If it is, fight him for it. You know, it just allows people to plan accordingly. Now, this time has come with a little bit steeper of a warning because not only is this team owner, Justin Marks, said he's going to work with him. Now, this is big for Justin Marks because last year, Justin Marks encouraged it all year long. Justin Marks encouraged said, hey, this, this is my driver. I stand by my driver. This is how he does and stuff like that. But you know it's bad when your team owner says, hey, no, we we got we to gotta do it. And I think I know the reason why his team owner did it is because now Rick Hendrick is talking to Chevrolet execs about this. Yep. Yeah, he's pulling the GM execs. He's pulling GM execs. Now, this is big because at that point, we could see Trackhouse forcibly leave the Chevrolet camp. We could yeah, see him for the whole organization. Yeah. So this is so I think that's the reason why he kind of Justin Morris is kind of getting in his butt because I think he's feeling the pressure from people getting in his butt. Because Suarez doesn't do that, you know? Suarez oh, doesn't Suarez do that. He's not wrecking people every single week. If anything, he's getting wrecked, right. unfortunately. Um, but so, so now I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is it. But I'm telling you right now, guys, it's not going to be. It's not going to be right now. I'm telling you. He says he apologized. He says he needs to work on it and stuff like that. Guys, he's going to do it again this week. He's probably going to do it again next week. He's probably going to do it at Gateway. We're not the end. This is how Ross Chastain drives, guys. This is, this is who he is as a driver. So I've accepted it. I've come to terms with it. This is what he does. So I'm just now I'm just waiting for him to come to terms with it. That's right. all I'm waiting for. I think even Denny's accepted it. Yeah, Denny's accepted it. I mean, Denny's, hell, it's weird. Him and Denny are now best buds, and that freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> like, like he said, he literally said on his podcast, he's starting to grow on him. I'm like, uh, the fuck? He <laughs> is starting to grow <laughs> on you. Literally, you know what? I, you know what I related that to? Um, for my old school wrestling fans, Stone Cold Steve Austin shaking Vince McMahon's hand. That is what I read. What I um re- related it to from my old school wrestling, like. The two sworn enemies colliding. Like, 
collaborating or whatever. I forget the word. How do you say it? Collaborating. Collaborating. Thank you. Um, I'm dumb. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, oh God, that's crazy. But, um, speaking of Denny Hamlin, though, like, he had a really good point in his podcast. Do you think the throwback weekend has run its course? Yes and no. Um, and I'll tell you the reason yes and the reason why no. The reason yes is because Denny said it best nobody's, there's no theme anymore. When we first started this, they picked an era and everyone stuck to that theme. So when they did the 90s, everyone picked a car from the 90s. And if you couldn't pick a car from the 90s, guess what? You just run your normal skip that week, period. You know? And um, and also at the time, but previously, the team, the crews got involved. You know, the crew, like, I remember, I think it was Larson. When Larson threw back to Kyle Petty's mellow yellow car, Larson had the mustache. This crew had the mustaches. They all had the... They all had the uniforms and everything. Like, everyone got into it. But now, everyone's driving their normal race suits. You know, there's no fanfare, really. I mean, the the, the TV crews kind of dress up a little bit. But nobody's really getting into it. Um, So, the the fact that nobody, that it's just random themes. Like, Denny Hamlin said it best is, I don't even know who I'm racing. I don't know who's running what car, what they're throwing back to. There's... And there's, and honestly, that happens. Like you get a lot of guys that like it, and also the paint schemes kind of don't match up, and they don't really do really well. Now, one team that honestly, I think as a team themselves, they fucking killed it. Tricon Garage, because I don't know if you saw their Instagram page. They put in detail of how each part of the throwback was identical to the original vehicle. Like, that's yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I didn't see that. Like, they put on the thing for I think it was the 17, the Dead on Tools. They even had Dead on Tools create a special logo so it could mimic, get as close to the Toyota logo that was on the original truck. Oh, like they moved around the logo to match up with the original truck. Like, that's dedication. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. Now, the reason why I say it doesn't run this course is because I still love it. It's still something I look forward to every single year. However, here's how I would fix it. Do it once a year, but the Goodyear 400 doesn't really seem scream throwback. If I had to pick one race to do it, do it for the Southern 500. When you think of the Southern 500, that race itself is a throwback. Put throwback weekend with it. You know, it gives teams more of the year to come up with a bright idea to mix around schemes and come up with an idea. It gives more teams more time to kind of like come up with stuff for it. So yeah, I say it yes and no. I say, if we're going to keep it, put it at Southern 500 weekend, you know, give teams more time to come up with an idea for it, et cetera, et cetera, and do it a little bit better than we usually do. But that being said, I do like how it is the one race we do it is when all three series are racing there. So you get it across all three series. So I do like that. But also, the Southern 500 is under the lights. And it just makes it cooler. You know? The throwback schemes under the lights makes it cooler. So that's another reason why I like prefer that. But we have reached... What, what's up? You got something to say? I'm just I completely agree. Yep. So we have reached our first break. When we come back, breaking news... Breaking news. 
new news. It's the news. It's the news of the week. On our way back, catch on the side. Hey, thanks for listening to the Freight Train Podcast. For future updates on when all future episodes will come out, make sure to follow us on Twitter at FreightTrainCCB. Godspeed, ride on, and chew, chew, bitches. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Freight to Freight Train Studios presents the Around the Outside Podcast. I almost went back to our old name there for a second. It's your boy Lux. It's your boy Lux, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Captain Pitch. It is time for the news, and we have some breaking news as reported literally how long ago? 19 minutes ago. Breaking news, breaking news. So for those who um living under the rock for the last two years, where the fuck have you been? Um, Trackhouse has started initiation a a kind of a program called Project 91, where their job is to bring drivers from disciplines outside of NASCAR to race in NASCAR under a third entry. Famously, only one driver has raced for him in two races, um, Watkins Glen last year and Coda this year, and now it's Kimi Raikkonen, 2007 Formula One world champion. But now we have a new driver. A new driver has entered the realm for Project 91. And it is a driver I know so well. And hang on, I'm bringing this up so I can give him a proper, proper introduction. This driver comes to us from the land down under, from more specifically from Auckland, New Zealand. He is a three-time V8 Supercars champion and a multi-time winner of the famed Bathurst 1000 race. He is the king of drift when it comes to V8 supercars, the Smokemeister, Mr. SVG himself, Shane Van Gisbergen. He was announced today, today to be driving the Project 91 car at um, Chicago Street Race. And I, Captain, as you can tell by my voice, could not be happier. Countless <laughs> one too. So if anybody listening, if you're listening to previous episodes, uh, Lux actually called this one out a while back. I did. Theorized drivers. So and I'll, I'll give you shit for the uh, the Kyle Busch one, but also have to give credit where credit's due. Like you called this. I called it. And I even called it this morning too. Like they posted early this morning, like a little like, "Hey, is this thing on?" Saying they're going to make an announcement. And man, the announcement they made. Shane Van Gisbergen, I know he probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but if he ever does stumble upon this podcast, Shane Van Gisbergen, on behalf of NASCAR fans, welcome to NASCAR. I am so excited to see you race. I, I, I'm i going to have to buy merch. I'm going to have to buy merch now. That's that's my birthday gift. Um, anybody watching who knows me birthday, if you want to send me some um, Shane Van Gisbergen merch, I'd love that for you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, anyway, so big news that way, um, Shane Van Gisbergen coming over to NASCAR. This is big. Um, now, um, how do I think he'll do? Obviously that 91 car, obviously Trackhouse himself have speed. Um, Kimi Raikkonen did very well. Now, I think he'll do a little bit better than Kimi Raikkonen and allow me to explain. These, the cars he used to driving, the, um, V8 supercars are very close cousins to the NASCAR next-gen cars. 
They share same independent rear suspension that NASCARs do, same single lug nut wheels as NASCARs do, and the same sequential um, shifter, sequential transmission that NASCARs that um, NASCARs do. So those are three very similar um, similarities. And just so happens this year, he's raced the Camaro, just like we run a NASCAR. So there's a lot of um, comparisons to his V8 supercar that um, to the NASCAR car. So I think he'll um, take to it a little bit. What's up? That's going to be a big help for him because he's more familiar. The F1 guys, they came from the open world. They, they just weren't as familiar with the cup car. Right. Obviously, world-class talents, but this is going to give him a big hand, especially at the Chicago street course. And we saw how and we saw how good it was easier for – by the way, I'm going to say this name and keep this, mind, this name in mind because we're going to talk about him literally right after this. But we saw how good Jordan Taylor did transitioning from the um, Corvette to the cup car because they also share similarities as well with sequential gear shifter, single lug nut, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, so I think he'll, he'll take to it pretty well. Honestly, if Jordan Taylor in his first start can qualify P4, I would not be surprised to see Shane Van Gisbert challenge for the pole in Chicago. That's, that might, I might have to say my hot take. That might be my hot take for, for this week, but. I would not be surprised to see him run really well at Chicago. But speaking of Rodney Sandstorm, a.k.a. Jordan Taylor, um, he was announced this week to be returning to NASCAR, Captain. He, uh, um, what's up? And he's in Oval, too. No, he's not. Well, no, he's racing a road course. But it was announced he will be making his Xfinity Series debut driving the number 10 car for college racing at Portland. So oh, nice. So yeah. now, um, what's his name? Colleague Racing has also thrown some hinters in because Chris Rice in his video announcing Jordan Taylor, he scrolled through a list of his contacts, and one name that popped out to a lot of fans that was on that list, Elio Castroneves, was in his contact list. So hint, hint. Wink, wink. Could we be seeing Spider-Man coming to NASCAR? Who knows? At this point, at this point, it's a long time coming because how long have we been thinking about Castro Nevis coming over to NASCAR? Like, good lord. That's a name that's popped up for a long time. For a long time. Like, it's insane. But honestly, I hope he does. Um, Speaking of names that have been around for a long time, your guy might be back. Right. What's up? What'd you say? Your guy might be back. Oh, my God. So... I don't want to get myself too excited, but it did drop today. Casey Kane, who walked away from the Cup Series in 2018 um, due to health issues, says he thought about racing, returning to St. Jean Body's Premier Series. I think it would be great to run a stock car again, Kane said. Casey Kane, now 43-year-old, said his health was struggling pretty bad in 2018. His final Cup started at Darlington. Traditional Labor Day weekend was as bad as I've ever felt. I have done a lot since then, and I think my body is in a much better place. It needed a rest. I need to, needed to understand the things that I've gone through. It was a long process. I feel the way I feel. I should feel, and that's nice. Now, guys, I said this. On, I tweeted this out. If he comes back, I will literally cry, and I will spend every single dollar I have in my pocket to buy tickets to his last, to whatever track he returns at. Now, there's a reason. 
there's a reason behind this. And I'm going to take you guys back to 2018 when I found out that his health was getting bad. And I literally talked to my dad. I said, okay, I want to go see him race before he retires. Now, so me and my dad bought tickets to our local track, Richmond International Raceway in 2018. And this was kind of, he was in a kind of a, um, what's his name? Kurt Busch situation of where he stepped out of the car, I think after Darlington and every week he was like, okay, he's going to return this week. He's going to return this week. He said he was going to return at Richmond. A couple of weeks, a couple of days before Richmond, me and my dad excited to go to Richmond. Second, I had to see my favorite driver race one last time at my home track. He announced he would not be able to race for the rest of the season. And I never got to see Casey race his last race. Um, so that's why if he does, and I'm getting, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm letting down my guard a little bit. I'm getting an emotional thinking about it. Y'all, I, I said this when Travis Turner raced the Daytona. If Casey races again, guys, I legitimately might cry. That's my dude. That's my favorite driver from 2004 all the way to 2018. When I met my Bubba Wallace made his debut. That was my driver. I cried for him. I celebrated so much. Of my Almost the prime of my NASCAR fanitude was Casey Kane. So I'm so happy that he's one racing for his team in dirt racing and he's doing well over there. I'm excited to hear about that. I'm excited he's getting healthier. I'm excited he's racing SRX this year. Yes. But if he makes a return, y'all, I'm going to lose it. Now, before I go into a full on crying match right now, um, talking about that, um, we have some penalties to unfortunately announce. Penalties. Yeah, the, the Chevy streak ended, right? The Chevy streak ended. They finally got a Toyota. They finally got a Toyota. Oh. <laughs> so, for those who do, going into the weekend, the 45 team failed um, inspection multiple times. Usually, it's just a crew member that's ejected at that point. They ejected Billy Scott, his crew chief. So at that point, they realized, we all realized, okay, this is serious. They injected Billy Scott, the crew chief. So um, the other day, um, the 16th, so it was two days ago, they announced that um, they found the 45 team of Tyler Reddick was violation of section 14.11.21.8 of the NASCAR rulebook, which states any and all ballast added to the vehicle must be secured inside a ballast container Additional ballast containers will not be permitted to add it to the chassis. As a result, competition officials docked the team only 10 points in both the driver and owner standings. That is light compared to what they have been handing out this year. Right, so, well, they didn't make a modification of the car. They had ballasts that, to my understanding, were within spec. Right. It's just they didn't place right. Right. They just didn't secure it. And that's good because I've worked at I've gone to NASCAR tech before guys. I'm a graduate of NASCAR tech. I know what a ballast is. That's a big block. That's a big block of like metal. And if that comes out of a car guys, that could punch a hole through a radiator about the size of a brick. That is not to be messed with. So 
Honestly, I'm actually surprised that was 10 points was all it was because that's a serious safety hazard. But yeah, maybe, maybe NASCAR's trying to make it up to 23-11 for the little uh, little wreck oh incident. Maybe I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Also, additional um, penalties for the 43 team after the wheel came off in the race. Um, I think they – I forget what the penalties – oh, they suspension for two crew members of the 43 team. So that is penalties. Yeah. Now – 2024 can't come fast enough for legacy. Oh, my God, exactly. Now, there was penalties for the truck series that kind of um really went kind of uh, – what was it? Very controversial. I'm trying to oh, see yeah. the news. Apparently, they, they penalized two truck series teams – for not having correct window nets, which is really weird. I'm trying to find a um, NASCAR, trying to find a NASCAR um, news outlet about that. But yeah, they penalized two truck series teams for that. Oh, here it is. Four truck series teams, actually. Shit. NASCAR penalized four truck series teams on Thursday morning all the same violation in the past two weekends at Darlington and Kansas. So these are two weekends in a row they did this. Each of the four teams discovered that violating NASCAR rule books, driver's window net, a safety penalty. A driver's window net must meet specification and a specified label. And that basically means that that window net has been tested for driver safety. Additionally, window nets must not be used beyond two years from the date it was manufactured. So the teams that were fined in penalties for it were Young Motorsports number 12 and number 20 team and um, G2G Racing 46 and 47. Um, now, the crew chiefs were um, crew chief for the teams were fined $5,000 each and all the teams were accessed a loss of 25 points. Um, G2G Racing has announced they intend to appeal the penalty and at this point I agree because if Kendrick Motorsports can get away with it. Why the fuck not? Might as well, yeah. Right. So, yeah, big penalties for the truck series, though. Kind of like made a lot of people scratching their heads, but nonetheless. Now, um, any more news? Oh, yeah, we do have more news. First off. Yeah, what was shocked me for uh, this week was the announcement of the premium tickets at the Chicago Road Course, or um, the street course. Tell, tell us how much the damage is. Go ahead. I can't even well, they, I don't know if they're thinking they're F1 or what, but if you want to get a pass to like the paddock right at Pit Road, $3,000. Three G's right there. Jesus Christ. $3,000. 3000 big one. That is insane. That's now, a, a granted, granted, I will say this. This could very well be the first and the last NASCAR street race. So. I think maybe it might be valid to drop that kind of money on it, but nonetheless, you know, that's seat. a good point. If I had three thousand dollars to spare, I probably would be there because, like, they could be the first and last, like you were saying. And how often are you going to see a NASCAR race? One, and and we'll see the debut of Shane Van Gisbergen. and that's enough for me to spend three grand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They got a lot of concerts going on in Chicago too. So yes, sir. A, yes, sir. <laughs> um. But I will mention one last thing too. Got, uh, I know the three thousand dollars for the big tickets, but you can get the weekend pass uh, to get you into all the races for two hundred bucks. Okay, so that's not too bad. expensive, but a hell of a lot less than three grand. Three grand, right? Now, so 
That is the news for this week. Oh, oh, one news. I can't believe I forgot. Jimmy Johnson is back um, next weekend for the first time um, since COTA. And he will be racing the Coke 600. So welcome back, Jimmy. And it's only necessary that the king of Lowe's Motor Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway, is back. Um, I hope we get to more than one lap this time. <laughs> <laughs> Fake laugh hiding real pain. Um, <laughs> Emotional damage. Anyway. Um, that is going to do it for news. When we come back, it's time to hop in our, we're going to go back to the future when we come back because we're revitalizing an old racetrack for this weekend's all-star race. And we're going to bring in a special guest with us. He was with us um, a couple episodes ago. Mr. David Dawn will be with us again around the break. See you guys around the outside. Hey. Do you know I also stream on Twitch? Make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash LuxRider. And now, it's time for the final rundown. Back to the show. Welcome back to Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. I am joined as always, like I said, back with me, LuxRider, Captain Clutch, and our guest, Mr. David Dawn. What's up, David? Welcome back. What's up? I'm excited to make some picks again. Now... We guys are, let's hop into our time machine, get up to 88 miles an hour, and take you back to 1996, where young Lux was only two years old. Captain, how old were you, 96? Uh, I was rocking the, the preschool at that point. I was, I was four. <laughs> David, I don't even think you were born. No, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how young this boy is. But 1996. They announced that North Wilkesboro, the final race in North Wilkesboro, will be the Tyson Holly Farms 400. Jeff Gordon won his 10th race of 1996, beating out Dale Earnhardt, and he would be the final cup car to take the elevator ride up to Victory Lane, which is a very cool addition at um, Wilkesboro House. Elevator ride, and then NASCAR would leave and not return. For 26, I think 26 years? 26 years. The, the, the Cup Series didn't return. Cup Series didn't return for 26 years. Well, no. Really, now NASCAR returned for 26 years. But, Captain, we kept hope alive. The fans kept hope alive. The city kept hope alive. And more importantly, Dale Jr. kept hope alive. In 2019, Dale Jr. led a group of people to get... Wilkesboro scanned into the iRacing service. They brought a bunch of weed whackers, went around, cut down the weeds, cleaned it up a little bit, power washed the racetrack, and finally got the racetrack scanned in order to use huge. it. What's up? That was huge in bringing it back. It that really was... brought a lot of notice, uh, not notoriety, but a lot of fame and attention to the track. So because people started to forget it. Yep. No, the true NASCAR fans never forgot it because it was on every chat board for the last 20 years. So, <laughs> but I remember when they were scanning it because they even announced it was going to have an event for the Coke I Racing Series. Right. And by the way, the last driver to win um, virtually, the only driver to win virtually, Denny Hamlin. Ha ha. Anyway, um, but yeah, so they brought it back to service. NASCAR during the COVID era. They raced there for the iRacing virtual series with the NASCAR drivers and their simulators. That got fans talking. And eventually, Dale Jr. brought a bunch of group of late model racers to race there this past year 
on the worn out surface that got NASCAR thinking we should bring the all-star race here. And lo and behold, we have. And as of literally an hour ago, for the first time since 1996, Cup Series haulers have entered Wilkesboro Speedway. And this Sunday, we have returned to the famed grounds of North Wilkesboro. Guys, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all. Dude, I'm pumped. And also, this is a pretty unique track, right? A little bit less than two-thirds of a mile. And then, I think, is it the front stretch that you go downhill and then the back stretch that you go uphill? Yep. Or the vice versa? It is. Front stretch, you go downhill in the turn one. Back stretch, you go a little bit uphill into turns three and four. This track was opened. Funny enough, this track opened literally 76 years ago today. Today. Wow. Today. Um, and it closed first in 2000, 1996, and now it is back. We will run the Cup Series race. The Truck Series race um, makes its return since for the first time since 1996. We talk about the um, Jeff Gordon being the last winner of the Cup Series race at um, North Wilkesboro. Mark Martin won his first was the first won his first Truck Series race in the final Truck Series race at. North Wilkesboro driving for Jack Roush in the 99 F-150. So that is the last Truck Series winner at Wilkesboro. Damn. Matter of fact, if I'm correct, actually, I think Ford has won both of the last, the, the only two races at. Um, Yeah, Ford, Mike Bliss won the first Truck Series race at Wilkesboro, and Mark Martin won the last. So Ford is undefeated in the Truck Series at Wilkesboro Speedway. Keep well, that in mind. What's up? Yeah, but they won both of them. Now, um, me, I watched, um, Captain, I know you didn't join us, but me and David, we watched the Cars Late Model Tour race last night. Matter of fact, I say last night, it literally ended. Like, Bubba Pollard won the ASA race that literally ended at midnight. Um, It was late. They were running late. Mother Nature forced the ASA race to run last night instead of... um, Wednesday, Thursday night, Tuesday night when it was supposed to. Um, so, so yeah. Um, Damn you, Mother Nature. Yeah, dumb, Mother Nature just hates us. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> this track is very, very unique. Um, this track, um, usually when it comes to short track racing, the bottom line is the clear line, and that is the case. However, one thing I've noticed is from watching the races there. The outside lane, you could kind of hold your own for one or two laps on that outside lane, but eventually it goes the way of everything. You got to get down to that bottom, otherwise you're going to get sent to the back. And we saw that constantly um, in the late model race and all three series, all three late model races. And I saw that when I was recapping because earlier I just hopped off stream. I re, re um, reacted to the last cup race at Wilkesboro. Same thing. You know, you kind of hold your own on the outside for a little bit, but eventually that bottom lane won out. Now, one thing, and one thing that made me actually happy because literally I saw the same line being run from the 1996 race that we saw at the late model race last night. Like literally identical. The cars were running the same lines. They were sliding up off the corner the same way, diving in the corner the same way. Like everything was very similar. So, it made me believe that the more things change, the more things stay the same with Wilkesboro Speedway is the same track. So people who wonder 
if time has maybe taken some of the mystique away from Wilkesboro, it has not. It is same, still the same Wilkesboro. And yeah, Tyler Williams did play a big factor like it did then and still today. Right, and it is yeah, – another thing is this track is hard to pass, guys. It is very, very hard to pass. So if you're looking for a very competitive race, I think the only way you're going to get by somebody is you got to get them bumpers out, man. You're going to see a lot of beating and banging, short track, Sunday night for a million dollars, baby. Oh, boy. No, oh, boy. Justin kind of kept his nose clean in the um, late model race. By the way, um, for the late model race guys, um, Augie Grill won the first of the pro of the Cars Tour pro late model races in a field that included Corey Heim filling in for Isabella Robusto. Corey Heim finished second in that race. Um, I think uh, Carson Hosevar was also in the race. Um, Brendan Butterbean Queen. That's a funny name. He won the Cars Tour late model race in a race that included Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Ross Chastain, um, Dale Jr., et cetera, et cetera. It was a very, it was a very competitive race. I watched that race, very competitive race. Um, comers and goers all we all race long. Tires really played a factor into it, but also track position played a factor because after the first caution period, um, a lot of drivers came in. Lane Riggs stayed out. He was able to lead for a majority of that second part of the race on old tires. So track position might win out over tires in this race. So that's something to keep an eye out for strategy-wise. Did you guys talk about the Harrison Burton thing? What Harrison Burton thing? You know, the sticker. Oh, Oh, my God. So, Captain, I don't know if you saw what happened. Harrison Burton was forced to pull out of one of the late model races for the dumbest, and I mean dumbest reasons. Do you want to know why, Captain? So, uh, I actually heard there's been a change in that story. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. So, the original was Ford said, hey, you can't be in there because it knows it's a Toyota, and that's not allowed even with Ford sticker. But, as of today, Harrison Burton was saying that actually it was his decision, and Ford was okay with it. I don't know if that's the truth, and Ford just didn't want to take the bullet or what, but allegedly it was a Harrison Burton decision. Okay. Well, you're here, folks. Um, well, I, I, I want somebody to interview him so we can um, get a definitive um, word on what that was. But it, anyway, it was kind of a weird, weird, weird. Oh, hopefully they can do that when he spins out at the Coke 600. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. I thought I was the only one allowed to make fun of drivers. Damn. <laughs> anyway, with all that being said, it's going to be a really good race. The Truck Series um, points paying race for the Truck Series. Obviously, all-star race for the Cup guys. So it's going to be fun. Um, the Truck Series race, I just watched the Truck Series race at Wilkes World back in 96, and that was action-packed. That was really – you had action all around the track. You had beating and banging. Side-by-side racing, really good races. Hopefully we see that. And we all know the Truck Series always puts on a show whenever they race. So hopefully we get a good amount of that. With that being said, it's time to make our predictions. It's picks time, guys. So with that being said, David, you are the guest. Truck Series, by the way, before we um, go into your picks for the Truck Series race, some notables 
guys running the Truck Series race this weekend. We'll be seeing double for the um, Hendrick Cars um, outfits because Kyle Larson will be driving the number seven HendrickCars.com um, Silverado. And William Byron will be driving the number 51 Hendrick Cars Chevrolet Silverado. It's going to be <laughs> It's going to be crazy. Ross Chastain is going to be the one of the few drivers running triple duty. He run the Cars Tour. He's running the Truck Series race. And he's running the Cup Series race. Ross Chastain's going to be in here. Christopher Bell makes his return to the Truck Series. Driving the second um, entry for Hattori Racing Enterprises, the 61. Um, Who else? Oh, yeah. Bubba Wallace is going to be making his second straight start for a Tricon Garage in the number one truck. And I believe that is it for the notable people in this race. Josh Williams is going to be the 22 as well. But yeah, so, and oh, I think somebody in the 66. Connor Jones is going to be in the 66. Um, Connor Jones, we saw him in the late model races. So, so those are notable names. With that being said, David, who is going to be your main pick to win the first Truck Series race since 1996? And who's going to be your dark horse? Well, well uh, last time we did predictions, what was it, Dover? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to do as good as I did last time because, what, I got first and second for the Xfinity picks? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with a veteran factor here because it's an old track. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Matt Crafton. Ooh. Okay, okay Matt Crafton. That is a veteran. Who's your dark horse for this race? Oh, God. Uh, Zane Smith. Oh. It does. And here's the thing is, as cool as that is, um, Captain, you want to go or you want me to go? I was going to say, I think that counts. I mean, anytime we've got cup runners in the race, like, yep. the, the Rumblers become uh, dark horse right from there. We got that. So we go. Oh, oh, David popped out. Um, For my pick, I'm going to go with, I think Ford's going to keep their streak alive for um the, I think Ford's going to keep their streak alive winning at Wilkesboro. And I'm going to go with a Ford as well. But this time I'm going to go with, he went Matt Crafted. I'm going to go with Ty Majeski is going to be my pick. Majeski has been fast every single week. He just has not been able to get to the win. Every single week, Majeski's fast. So I think he is going to be my pick. My dark horse, 99 was the number of the truck that last went to victory lane at Wilkesboro. I think Ben Rhodes keeps 99 streak alive. I think Ben Rhodes is going to be my backup. So Ben Rhodes is going to be my dark horse. Yeah, we know he's good at bumping people, of course. All right, Captain, I left a lot of names on the board. Who is going to be your pick for the truck series race? So for the truck series, we're gonna go with Christopher Bell. Ooh, okay. He's got that Toyota power. They've been quick, so I think that one's a pretty easy one. As for a dark horse, what about Hein? You said he was in there this weekend, and yep, I, I think he could do it. So you said Corey Heim, right? Yes, sir. All right, you think it's Heim time again? Heim time again. Now, I'm surprised nobody had picked any of the, the the Larson or Byron. But um No, Kevin took um who you take? Who you just no, take? I took uh, Bell and 
and Heim. He, he, took, he didn't take a cup driver. He, he took. He, oh, he did take a cup driver. Yeah. He didn't take. Yeah, he didn't take Larson or Byron. So. That being said, um, we have an open, the All-Star Open. Obviously, for those who don't know, the top two finishers in open, along with the fan vote, get uh, automatically inserted into the main event for the um, All-Star race. So with that being said, I told you guys before we went, before we popped on here, who is um, who is in the race? Who, David, who do you think is going to be the two drivers who race their way into the All-Star race tonight? Um, on Sunday. Well, does uh, does Ron Wilson count as a short track? Yes, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, with, that, with that logic, I think one of the winners is going to be the great Jock Ferry. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Pretty pretty good at short tracks, if you haven't noticed by now. Okay. And uh, uh, let's go with Almarola. Okay, that's interesting, Almarola. Um, Captain. I went first for the truck series. I'm going to let you go first here. So I was looking at the stats on this because you know, I always like to try to get the inside scoop and be prepared. And so I looked at who had the most laps led in the last 10 races at North Wilkesboro. And uh, Jeff Bodine is nowhere on the list of drivers. So that didn't really help me. <laughs> oh but I'm going to go for the, this crew. I'm going to pick two guys that I really like. One, Michael McDowell. He's had some, some success on short tracks. Okay. But also, my guy Corey Joy. Not a lot of strategy on that one, but I just want to put good energy out there for that. Who you got? You guys left me probably one of the most um, politely aggressive drivers to get. I'm going to take the holy man, Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to pick Ty Gibbs as one of my picks to race his way in. Come on, guys. You left me a Joe Gibbs car at in a short track trying to get in. Come on now. As for my next person who I think is going to race their way in, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and he's been getting a little bit faster every single week. I'm going to go with um Todd Gillen. You said front row motorsports, but I think Todd Gillen. Todd, I don't give a fuck Gillen. I think Ty Gillen and Ty Gibbs make it in. Um, however, I do also kind of see where um, David's coming with the 48 of Josh Berry. It's hard. When you have a Joe Gibbs car and a, and a Hendrick Motorsports car, it's hard to not to think that those two guys are not the instant favorite to get in. However, the lineup for the race is determined by the pit crew challenge, guys. So oh my God, keep that yes, in mind. Thank you for bringing that up. I miss that so much. The pit crew challenge. Um, is going to be the crew challenge. So basically, for those, um, so basically, how it works. I'm bringing this up because we have it in our chat here. So, um, the format qualifying will be based on pit stop time only. It'll be four tire stop, no fuel. Basically, the time starts when you're one box away. It ends when you're one when you're one box away from getting into your stall. It ends when you're one box out of your stall. That okay. is going to determine the starting lineup. For the heat races and the all-star open. Now, the heat races, um, the heat race number one determines the inside lane for the all-star race, and heat race number two determines the outside row for the for the um all-star race. So it's very crucial you guys get a good pit stop. With that being said, as we wrap up here for the picks, David, who is your pick to win the all-star race? 
And who's your dark horse to win the All-Star race? Well, um, I'm not going to pick them, Keep, but I'll be surprised if Clutch – I won't be surprised if Clutch picks Keep in mind, I will allow you – hang on real quick. Keep in mind, I will allow you to pick whoever you predicted to make their way into the All-Star race for you to open. So. Well, I'm probably not going to pick that either. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, like I said, I won't be surprised if Clutch picks Bubba Wallace with how much he uses him in fantasy. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got no fantasy this week. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with something really cool because it would be awesome to see it. Even though it's an exhibition race, give me the 29 winning it. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's pretty cool to see. Okay. Yeah. Um, Who is your dark horse? Dark horse... Just basically your second pick. Don't don't think too much into it. Just pick your second pick. Chastain, because he's gonna bump into people. All right. <laughs> Gavin, well, that's you go- a good question for you. Chastain has a lead. He's coming around to lap Ryan Newman. Unstoppable object. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's gonna be crazy. Ryan Newman's rear bumper or Chastain? Well, that also assumes that Ryan Newman's gonna make it into the All Star race. So. Um. <laughs> That being said, Captain, you want to go first? Sure, I can go first. Well, second, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Denny Hamlin. Ooh, okay. And I'm who? Going with that veteran theme, and he did win there on the uh, one there online for iRacing, so I think he can pull that off. I just, um, I just noticed Denny Hamlin's running the Yahoo car for this weekend. Oh, interesting. Anyway, go ahead. And we'll for my dark horse. Some more of that good energy out there, Corey LaJoy. Okay. So you have, you have Corey LaJoy going from the open to win the All-Star. Interesting. That's my dark horse. All right. Just because just because I want to be able to say I got it right, and I think it's inevitable at this point, he is having a monster season. I say the same car number that was the last to win a cup race at Wilkesboro, it's going to be the first one back in the victory lane in Wilkesboro. I think this is if Byron. I think Byron gets it. I think it's going to be very boring. I think Byron gets it. I, I don't want it to happen, but at the same time, also want to be right. <laughs> I, I was considering it because, you know, history being rewritten, but also happening again. And also, once again, I want to be right. So I'm going to pick the next one. Kyle Larson. It's, you know what? No, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck being right. 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 Okay. I'm still sticking with Byron as my main pick, but my backup pick, um, I think this guy is going to set himself up for, to have a good summer. He's going to get the win. We're going to blaze the alarm in Dawsonville. Chase Elliott. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I'd be a crowd favorite. Chase Elliott, that would be a crowd favorite. And also, this is his story. But anyway, now it is time for Hot Take of the Week. David, you start. What's your hot take? Um, That Ross Chastain is actually going to clean up his act. Ooh, that is a hot take. That is a hot take. That's a spicy hot take. Holy shit. I, I kind of feel like at this point he's going to end up having to if he doesn't want to cost his team uh, certain chances at things. Okay. 
Because if you think about it, in the end, a team hires you as a driver to win races to win a championship. If you keep driving the way you are, you're not going to win a championship. Other people are going to make sure of that. Okay. Very... He, he needs to learn that at some point. Fair enough, fair enough. That's fair. That's, That's fair, fair enough. Very good point. Um, Captain, go. All right, so my hot take, this is going to make some people pretty mad. Oh, I boy. think the ugliest body style ever in cup history, Ooh. ever, Ooh. were the 06 Chevys. Ooh! I might hurt you. I might actually hurt you. I might actually hurt you. Those cars... The 2006 Chevrolet Monte Carlos? Oh, they were ugly. They were twisted sisters. They looked nothing like the real car. The tires didn't look like the real car. The, How I dare you? How dare you? I meant it. Those cars were good. That. Yeah, I'm gonna have, maybe I, have to, I might have to make David my new co-host now after that. That was... That was... How dare you? Those things are amazing looking. You. God damn it. Wow, that is probably that is probably the hottest hot take we've had. That was probably the hottest hot take we've had. Oh my god. I'm going to I'm gonna take a look at a picture of an 06 Chevrolet and apologize to it right now. I'm sorry, 06 Chevrolet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive him for he not knows what he says. Forgive him for he not knows what he says. My God. Shame. I know, right? We're, we're, not, we're gonna lose viewers now. Fuck. Alright. Jeez, I gotta I gotta make up for that hot take now. Jesus Christ. That was a good that was spicy hot. My hot take is this one I hinted to it earlier, and I'm gonna go double down with it. Shane Van Gisbergen is going to win the poll for Chicago Street Race. Dude, like I said, he, like Jordan Taylor qualified fourth coming from a Corvette sports car that is kind of similar to a next-gen car. Shane Van Gisbergen races Camaros that are very similar to next-gen cars. He's going to take to this like Calumont and we're racing on a street circuit, something that he has experience racing on. Like a lot of experience racing on and winning on. And you give him a track house car? No, it's just going to say he's got power. Do you think he's going to win? No. I think he's going to get, oh, mm. if there's anybody who can get doored and door right back, it would be him. Man, I you know what? I, I think him winning the poll is a hot enough hot take, and Kabmari almost turned my entire viewership against me with that. <laughs> so we're going to end it off that. With that being said, guys, enjoy this weekend, All-Star Weekend. We are back at Wilkesboro. I will be streaming. I will be streaming a reaction tomorrow night for the Pit Crew Challenge. I will also be streaming a reaction for the Truck Series Race on Twitch, and as always, our Sunday reaction um, for the all-star race. So make sure you guys tune in twitch.tv slash Lux Rider for Captain Clutch. So you want to say, you want to say goodbye? You say goodnight? Adios. For Captain Clutch, for David Dawn. I already said bye. Okay, okay. <laughs> I am, oh my God, you guys are fucking the, end, the ending. <laughs> I am Lux Rider. 
as always, Godspeed, ride on, and chew, chew, bitches. Adios. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Guess who's back?